Live. Yeah. Yeah. From Delaware's most acrid smelling chancery court. I'm, I'm guessing they're all acrid smelling. <laughs> There's none that smell good. It's a Thursday game show edition of Business Pants. I guess it's a game show. I don't know if this is a game or not. Joined, as always, by Lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi. Where's Doug? Where's Doug Cha? He was not available today. Did he quit? He's, I think he's busy destroying the anti-woke somewhere. In today's clean diaper called March 30th, 2023, our two favorite companies, Starbucks and Disney. I mean, really, they are, aren't they? Uh, are they, though? We talk about are them they? a lot. We do well. That doesn't make them our favorite. Well, I mean that we say words about them. Although this week they might be our favorite for sure. You ready for it? I mean, I guess so. Okay. Um, yeah. You don't seem too enthusiastic. Let's 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 do something. I don't. What do you think? I feel sad because I don't really have a game. I mean, I have a little bit of a game later. <laughs> All right. I have a I have a mini proxy vote game later i'm going to ask you what you think the results were at starbucks's annual meeting it's not much, not much of a game to be honest but it's 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 something well i just um i i'm just excited to give you what i think are a couple of talk radio hot takes at the end about disney love it yeah let's do this let's do this thing I already played your transition music. Now you gotta just you just gotta go. Uh, here we go. What we're not gonna do? We're talking Howard Schultz. I'm calling this Howard's last stand. You think this is it? Is this his last stand? Is he? I mean, can he come back from this? Is he gonna ride Does, a coffee dusted pony out into the sunset? He's not Igering the way Iger does. So he testified in front of the Senate yesterday, but we're not gonna get into that. Because everyone else is covering that. They're covering the back and forth between Bernie and Howard. And it's, it's great stuff. Don't get me wrong. But what we're going to do is we're going to specifically look at the written testimony that Howard prepared for the <laughs> Congress. Okay? Because this is the last stand. And th there are some more favorite. I just had some more favorite moments here. And I just want to honor the man. I want to honor it. Okay? Can, you, can we just admit that that is not the most riveting byline that we've ever done on this show. Why? Tell me why. We're we're going to discuss the written testimony oh, of it's Howard great stuff. Schultz. Okay, I'll try to prove you wrong, okay? <laughs> yeah, prove me wrong. So I'm just going to pull out my favorite moments, some of my favorite quotes, and we'll just talk about them a little bit, okay? I hope, I hope to prove you wrong. I hope this is more riveting than yesterday when you... What did you do yesterday? I don't feel like you contributed much. I, I don't know. I didn't... I, I Were you even there? I think I was texting during the show. Here we go. First quote. My father, a World War II veteran, held a number of low-paying jobs during his life. Is say Wow. For his really? for yeah. for Howard generation. Is saying your dad is a World War II veteran kind of like Zuck saying China? It's like no. a deflection. Like no, it's, it's okay, I can get away with it. I mean, it is that but it's also like I, the greatest generation, like 
Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Deflection. Yeah, it's, I mean, it invokes a thing, right? Like, you know, I killed Nazis. That's the thing. That's, he talked about Holocaust blankets already. This right. is all on brand. Uh, the next one is probably my favorite one. He says, in 1960, he had a home delivery. He's talking about his dad. He had a home delivery route, home delivery route, exchanging okay. clean for dirty cloth diapers. Oh, ew. When, <laughs> when he slipped on a sheet <laughs> of ice, fracturing first his hip and then our family. <laughs> when he was promptly fired. Okay, there's a lot here, okay? So first of all, you you have to love any official transcript with dirty diapers in them. That doesn't happen that much, yeah. No, never, there's not never a seen lot. It. There's dirty, not a lot of testimony with diaper. dirty diapers. And dirty yeah. cloth diapers. I know, they're the worst. You ever seen a dirty cloth uh, diaper? <laughs> second, incredible image, Howard. Slipping on an on ice with a handful of dirty diapers. I mean, that's just so <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, no, no, no. Disgusting. That's terrible. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah. Third, just more amazing Schultzian poetry, fracturing first his hip and then, wait for it, then our family. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking ice. Uh, I mean, yeah. But it buries a bit mm -hmm. beneath the poetry. Then he was promptly fired. Okay. Isn't isn't the point of Too bad he didn't have a union. To, <laughs> yeah, it's like if only he was unionized. Yeah. My parents had strong unions. They never would have let that happen. Uh number three. He says, I grew up in public housing, right? You gotta play the poor card if you're a big billionaire. You just you have yeah. to. Gotta show that you came from nothing. I like this next one. He I says he says, the image of my dad lying on the sofa and immobilized in a body cast has been burned into my memory. Hold on. Yeah. Didn't he, he wore a full body cast? I don't know. See, I, this is an amazing image to me. I'm, I'm kind of comical, too. I'm imagining the movie version where his dad is being played by Eddie Murphy. And he's like fumbling comedically for the remote control, and the tip of his cast is stained in Cool Ranch Dorito dust. You know, it's just a great—you <laughs> gotta love it. I don't think that's what he's going for. And how dare you demean the the legacy of his non-unionized father wishing he was part of a union because he was fired for slipping with dirty diapers? Don't demean that. Really like this next one. He's, again, these are all quotes from the actual... This is testimony to the U.S. Congress. I know, this is <laughs> something. He says, I, <laughs> I, I love this one. I decided at an early age that if I ran a business, no. it would be a company based on respect and shared success, unlike the company that had fired my dad. Wait, what? This is some convenient early age memory. He decided when he was seven that when he ran a Fortune 500 <laughs> company, he would union bust and hand out free Band-Aids. Amazing. I mean, this is just incredibly fortuitous that he imagined the day when he ran a giant global company. Well, it's, that, I mean, that was when he knew. Incredible. I'm really a beautiful. Just amazing, Howard. He foretold his own future. Uh, you, do, you do have to wonder, like, does he... Is there a billionaire out there whose whose story starts with, 
Um, I came from a parents who were a billionaire, and I remember the day that my dad was. Fi- this is this is a very convenient story to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the next generation of billionaires will, won't be like that, right? They'll all be born. I know on his base. kids can't say this. Yeah. What are his kids going to say? I remember how crestfallen my dad was to testify in front of Congress about union busting. Uh, he goes on to say, "My vision for Starbucks has always been a company steeped." In humanity, respect oh, like and the shared pun. success. <laughs> is, now, going, is now a good time to point out that R- Howard Schultz's net worth is three point seven billion dollars, while the Starbucks immediate employee took home twelve thousand dollars in total pay last year. I guess blah prob- blah blah. Probably. And how about this? Steeped in humanity. How gross is that? And what is that? <laughs> is that like a tea bag or is that like a dirty diaper? Floating it's a dirty in a hot diaper. Tub? It's a dirty. It's definitely steeped a, in humanity. It's definitely a dirty diaper. I don't know if yeah. he's using the language right there. I don't know. I'm not sure that wordsmithing is not his his thing. I oh, no, think. I disagree. He says the term partner is not simply a moniker. I mean, really, it is, though, but whatever. Since 1991, we have issued Beanstalk, which you looked up, Matt. It's not actually voting stock, right? No, most most of these equity awards to employees, no real like power. ESOP plans, whatever, they're non-voting stock. Yeah. So God forbid and, they have a say. The, the people he calls the heart and soul of the company, God forbid they have a vote. No, 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 no. We're just we're we're just giving you a couple of shares, and by a couple, I do mean a couple. Yeah. So he says that they awarded two billion dollars over thirty-two years, and we figured an average of about a hundred thousand employees per year. Currently, there's over four hundred thousand. We did the math. That's six hundred and twenty-five dollars per employee. And you know what he says that that they did with this money? Down payment on a home. Child education, health care for their parents. Uh, they bought weddings and cars. Yeah, the baristas are not doing that. <laughs> they're, they're not doing that. $625. Okay, finally, to get out of this, this testimony, I just wanted this bonus round. These are some of the things that he mentioned in this letter. You ready? <laughs> unlike <laughs> Larry Fink. Unlike Larry Fink, Howard These really are all goes the thing- there. All right, let's do all it. All the actual things mentioned in this testimony to Congress. Ready? Give it to me. Let's go. World War II. Yeah. COVID-19. Ooh. Okay. George Floyd. Ooh. Floyd makes an appearance. School shootings of Ivaldi and Highland Park. Double. Double shootings. The killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Wow, there's a lot of social <laughs> justice in there. AIDS. <laughs> no, I'm serious. AIDS. <laughs> And last but not least, of course, those dirty diapers. Oh, I, I shit you know that was all crammed in that testimony. AIDS, and it's and it's not that long of a testimony. It's like no. three pages, isn't it? It's not that long, that much testimony. I kept, I kept searching for nine eleven, but I, I couldn't find it. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, that's by actually that. really disappointing. Yeah. Like, right. you get every major event between 1991 and today. That's what Let, you should be doing. Let's move on from Howard's last stand, and I'll give, give you a pop quiz, a pop Starbucks annual meeting quiz okay, okay. It's a, vo- a voting quiz here we go all right let's do it who is the according to according to shareholders this is kind of like family feud according to shareholders who is the most hated director okay who is it howard hugs schultz yeah is it new ceo laxman narasiman is it board chair melody who me hobson w- or what about the butter ceo business roundtable director and former blackrock director beth ford 
Hmm. Could it be nominating governance committee chair and executive chair at that evil empire, the Lego company? Jorgen, <laughs> yeah, nobody likes Jorgen Vig Nudstorp. <laughs> or what about the chatbot CEO, Satya Nadella? He's the one who's taking over the world as Microsoft chatbot. And finally, is it is the most hated director at Starbucks, pay committee chair and former Domino's Pizza CEO, Richard Allison? Who stands out to you? Okay, well, two of them stand out to me. Go ahead. And that would be Hugs Schultz himself. Hugsy Schultzies, um, yeah. Holocaust Hugs. Yeah. And um, nominating governance committee chair, uh, Jorgen Vig Nudstorp. And, and your choice is? I'll tell you that um, if Schultz is stepping down early, mm-hmm. my guess is he saw the vote and he was so upset that not only do his own employees hate him, but his yeah. own shareholders hate him. That that would be my guess. I'm just guessing. The answer is Howard Schultz. Well, play the incorrect buzzer for yourself. <laughs> oh, I gotta well, play myself wrong. I'm impressed because you actually, I, I, I think you subliminally figured out the game here because I did kind of, I loaded one up by saying that one was the beloved chair at the evil empire of the Lego company. It, you're you were partially right. It is Jorgen Jorgen Vig Nudstorp. Yeah, why? Was, it was either going to be Schultz why? himself, or it was going to be the fact that they have no succession plan and had to bring okay, Schultz fine, back. Fine. So uh, that's that's the way it always works, isn't he, it? The only director with more than ten percent votes against. Uh, that's Aww. Jorgen. Next question: Who's the most beloved director out of Ooh. all those? Most beloved. Oh wow. Um, most beloved director, the difference between beloved, um, and like next most beloved is going to be like 0.1%. It's cl- I, I will tell you this. There are two with 99% of the vote. There are two. Yeah. that that seems about but one right. is slightly uh, more loved. I'm going to say, um, board chair Melody, who Hobson, uh, now give yourself the incorrect buzzer again. Oh, the answer is butter CEO, Beth Ford. Lando oh. Lakes. Everybody I don't know why. Why, Be- why Beth Ford? Because you, you got to put butter in everything now. <laughs> and even though Lando Lakes is mostly fake butter, you got to put it in everything. But seriously, what what is the mind of the shareholder? What's going on with the mind of the shareholder? Why? I'm her? pretty sure they why just they, they literally just vote yes yeah. for everybody. And there's like some policy that's like, oh, bad CEO succession plan. Just vote no against the. the I, I chair. suppose, except you know, Domino C- former CEO Richard Allison gets ninety four percent of the vote. You know. Melody Hobson gets 92%. I don't know. I don't really understand it. You're looking for patterns here? Yeah, I'm uh, looking for patterns. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. They're not voting using board saber metrics yet, right? As they should. As they should be. Because if they were, they would realize that Schultz is the most influential by far. 67% of the influence of yeah, the board is in, Schultz. In fact, uh, Matt, I'll tell you that Ari ran the numbers for me today. I had her redo the numbers for the new Starbucks board and... Was he, he you saying he was previously at 67%? He was previously at 67%. Well, well according step down, according to her, her redo here, he is actually up because two, two directors actually stepped down, two long tenured directors who had a bit of a voice. Because of that, he, he is now up to 68%, despite <laughs> not being CEO. But he's people. He's still on the board. He's with, still. With, he didn't go anywhere. He's the founder. He has two percent of the shares. He, yeah. So he is still the new CEO. Only has nine percent of of total influence. I mean, Melody Hobson up until now had eight yeah, percent. She's still at eight. So Laxman and Mel- Melody combined have seventeen percent. The rest have 
They're just there for the free it's coffee. It's like two clearly. you might as well not even be there. And so I would voting, go for the free coffee too. I would. We're, we're voting against a dude who has 3% of the influence. That's the one we don't like. And we really like the D- other woman down who to has 3% of the influence. Down to 2% after we ran the, <laughs> I mean, we ran the just, numbers. Uh, what's the point? All right, fine, uh, let's do a quick uh, name the shareholder vote. I have all the proposals for you, Matt. We'll go through these quickly. Say on pay. Just give me just give me a guess. Just, just, just uh, I'm going to say that that was a yes. 85% said yes to say on pay, but still it's 15%. I, you know, companies like MSCI consider that a bad thing. Do you think that's 85 a bad thing? 85 yes to say on pay? 50, 15% but, said no. Still, you pull you pull 100 people outside if the sky is blue and you can't get 85% of them to agree. That's true. How about this one? A report on plant-based milk pricing. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go Very with... Specific. There's no report on plant-based milk pricing coming out. Uh, how many people, how, what percentage do you think said yes to that one? Oh, that's got to be a solid, strivey 1.7%. Yeah, close, 5%. How about this one? Oh, wow, uh, that's really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CEO succession planning policy amendment. You were talking about succession planning. A big deal at a company like this. What do you think, shareholders? I think shareholders are not going to pass this, but it's going to go with like 33%. I think you're starting to understand corporate America, 21%, but you're generally yeah, close. Yeah, that's pretty close. How about this one? Uh, annual reports on company operations in China. Now, no, no, don't forget, TikTok. This is the anti-woke. TikTok in the news. No. We're getting rid of TikTok. Nope, this feels we like an China. anti-woke, yeah, anti-woke proposal. I'm going with this is a sub 1%. Well, close enough, 4%. So you're right. Oh, that's way too much. What about this one? Uh, The big story at Starbucks is their union busting, an assessment of worker rights commitments. Ooh. That sounds like like one of the nun's proposals. Um, I'm going to go with 7%. Well, you're way off, Matt. In fact, shareholders at Starbucks have approved this with 51% of the vote. Yeah, can you believe it? Wow. So uh, what will Vivek say about that? Are, are, are shareholders I mean, allowed to have a woke opinion? I don't know. But is that woke? Like they didn't say DEI. Good question. Why, yeah. And why is it woke to be pro-worker? Why exactly? Because you you unearthed yesterday that this company that rates companies called Second Vote, that they, if you're pro-union, you're considered woke? Why? Yeah, pro-union is that. woke. I don't get yeah. that. I mean, because you're not pro I guess too many workers are diverse. Okay. And you don't want them collecting their thoughts and voting. And finally, a creation of a board committee on corporate sustainability. How do you think that one did? I'm going to go with 12%. Uh, you're, you're overly optimistic, 3%. Oh. Right. Before I hand it off to you, Matt, uh, I have a couple of bonus questions. Bonus, what is the favorite drink of both the outgoing and incoming CEO? Wait, is it the same drink? There's a it's the same drink with a variation. Oh, it's the isn't it? It's, the, it's annoying. It, it annoys I, me. It's the dopio yeah, macchiato right. yes. or something. Yeah, it's, give yourself a triple bell there. They both, uh, it, it, they both like the dopio macchiato. The new CEO Laxman, he likes it with steamed skin milk. Oh, <laughs> so stupid. I mean, you know, you you <laughs> so know he was just stupid. you know he was just asking his kid like he had to fill out this form. He's like, just put down what Howard had yeah. <laughs> and add steamed milk. Add some steamed skim milk. Uh, finally, Matt, before we get out of here, this this insipid, horrible Starbucks quiz. 
Here's my double bonus question for you. We talk a lot about CEO pay ratios, right? Yeah, we do. I have a new one for you. What is the CEO security perk to median employee pay ratio at Starbucks? You know what I'm getting oh, at? Oh, wow. This is this is literally the greatest ratio yeah. Secu- ever disclosed. This is Howard Schultz security pay, his perk for security to median employee pay ratio I mean, at Starbucks last year. What is Zucks it? has got to be like 20 to 1. I, I, I'm going to go with um, Howard Schultz is no Zuck, but he did have $3.7 billion, And the only reason why we're all going to remember exactly how many billions Howard Schultz has is because mm-hmm. he kept saying, stop calling me a billionaire to <laughs> yeah, Bernie yeah. Sanders. Now yeah. it's like only and Mo- I can't it get it out of or, my yeah. head. Can't get out of it's head. like yeah. I can't. Now it's there. I'm gonna say his perk was seven to one. Seven to uh, one ratio. Gonna give yourself a buzzer there. His security perk to median employee pay ratio is twenty eight to one. Oh no! The, the, the median pay, the median total compensation for these beloved partners that he loves, the heart and soul of the company, is a measly twelve thousand two hundred fifty four dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, agreed. Agreed. Matt, I think what, they, I think they don't like their perks. No, Matt. What do you have for us before we get the hell? All out right, of here? here we go. Let's do something else. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. This is give not me a, a game break either. All right. Yeah. Um. This is. I first of all, I got to give you some background because news broke about Disney pulling the wool over Ron DeSantis. Incredible eyes. story. This is a incredible really story. incredible story. But yeah. we're going to go backwards. We're going to start from the beginning. First up, Disney gets the Reedy Creek Improvement District in 1968. This is the this is what Ron DeSantis has been attacking. Effectively, Disney owns the property inside Reedy Creek, mm-hmm. most of it, um, but th- they're their own government. They only local residents inside there can pay some taxes, but there are very few of those. Otherwise, there's no taxes paid inside there. Disney pays for improvements. Um, it's district controlled land. They do waste treatment, mm-hmm. fire, EMTs, building codes. They make up their own building codes in there. Roads. They do sure. all the improvements, sewage, drainage, all that stuff. That's all on Disney inside this Reedy Creek district. Okay. Chapek pisses off DeSantis 54 years after this thing is created. Well, he, and pisses, DeSant- he, he pissed him off because he didn't. He, he, he spoke out against the don't say gay bill. Right. Yeah. Well, he didn't say anything first for a while and pissed yeah. off his employees. Then his employees said, can you say something? And then he said something. And, and then DeSantis yeah. get, yells at Disney, not the employees. Mm-hmm. He yells at Disney, though. Like the, right. the employees he didn't call woke. He called Disney woke. DeSantis votes then to dissolve Reedy Creek, revoking its autonomy entirely. And this is to like widely been reported to get back at Disney for being woke and taking a stance that kids might not be heterosexual. I don't know if you remember this or not, but was this an executive order or did it pass through the legislature? How exactly did that work? It passed through the legislature with no, they did no financial analysis of it. Sure, of course. They literally just said revoke it. Okay. Then it. before the the they um, they set a timeline for like June of this year mm-hmm. revoke entirely. Mm-hmm. Then Chapik is fired. Yeah, and the woker Bob Iger boomerangs back. Yeah, and the anti woke movement uh, who previously wanted Bob Iger to leave because he was woke celebrated. Somehow, That's right. Somehow they celebrated and took oh. credit. 
for getting that's rid of Bob Chapik and giving us back a woke CEO that they hated in the first place. Yeah, that that sound is the sound of Vivek Ramaswamy clapping. That's no, that's that the was. sound of of all the anti woke idiots not doing any level of due no, diligence or research. No due diligence at all. They couldn't even Google to do with Couldn't this. even Google the story to see what, what. Yeah, go ahead. In fact, the real reason why Chapik was fired, most likely, is he had activist investors on the board who are circling who wanted to break up Disney, mm-hmm. and um, he gave a horrendous earnings call in which Christine McCarthy, the the current CFO and then CFO, um, basically was like, that was horrendous and we need to do something about this. It's killing the stock and now there are vultures circling. Well, may- Matt, maybe he wanted to do business in Africa like Jack Dorsey at Twitter and Elliott Management got uh, pissed off, maybe. I think that is not the case. But, so what DeSantis has to do here, though, is... When DeSantis dissolved the district and now Chapek's gone, mm-hmm. DeSantis, um, they do a financial analysis and they realize that there's one billion dollars of loans that the taxpayers would have to absorb mm-hmm. by dissolving Reedy Creek. So instead, DeSantis uh, says taxpayers aren't going to pay for that because that looks bad for me. Instead, DeSantis dissolves the board of Reedy Creek and installs okay. his own board and renames sure. it. He renames the thing. You got you got to rename the board. I mean, like you got to rebrand. Have it's, to. You I'm surprised they didn't go with something more patriotic, but it's like it's or just like something the, more racist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Either way, right? right. Like um, the no gay board. I don't sure. know, do something like that. Um, Undrag. On, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> on his board, he installs. Basically, a bunch of QAnon sycophants. It's a minister okay. who believes fluoride makes you gay. Well, a that, mother. That's true. It does. That's make true. You gay, right? There's a minister that was yeah. on YouTube saying fluoride makes can make. One you of gay. the reasons why you never see me without my Colgate toothpaste. That's one of the reasons why I only wash my mouth out with um, dirty diapers, cloth oh, diapers. So I don't know where 50s. you're going with this. Okay, keep uh, going. A mother and GOP funder who half wrote the the Don't Say Gay bill. Okay, um, she's like a parents rights advocate and then three major donors to ronnie meatball sure it's basically three big donors okay one day before the meatball board takes power Mm -hmm. disney and the original reedy creek board handpicked by disney over the years Mm -hmm. inserts they come they they sign a contract and uh, basically codifying the original board's rights and -hmm. they do this in public Public hearings, public meetings, they do it all. Everyone knows it's reported, whatever. And this is what they write in the contract. It may be the greatest snippet of contract ever written. Well, if if there's anything better than this, please share it with us. If you are a lawyer and you've seen a funnier, more clever, interesting piece of language here. Or just coded F you, really. I mean, the whole thing is a I mean, it's really fantastic. Mm -hmm. In fact, it requires... A little bit of background music. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Ooh, Rocky. This declaration shall be deemed effective as of the effective date and continue to be effective in perpetuity Mm -hmm. unless all or certain portions of the provisions of this declaration are expressly terminated as provided elsewhere herein, provided, however, that the perpetual term of this declaration shall continue in effect. Okay, so first of all, what they're saying is... This will, last, this will last forever unless, unless yeah. it's not allowed to last forever uh-huh. because it legally forever is a really dicey proposition. It so it says this will last forever. This, this is it, helping to define. This is putting a parameter on forever. This, this yes. clause coming up. Unless 
forever is illegal, in which case Mm -hmm. it will last, quote, until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. I mean, this is just the the current. So it's 21 years. Why 21? (laughs) 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of of Charles, the current king. They knew when <laughs> when they signed a contract that said Reedy Creek will maintain almost all of its authority. Years it, after. The, they basically signed a contract that said the authority cannot be revoked. Like they they gave some authority to the new board that was like, okay, you guys get the roads, but Disney own everything Disney owns is still under Disney autonomy, is is how they effectively yeah. wrote the contract. And then they were smart enough to say this will last forever unless forever is illegal, in which case they're just picking, they yeah. just pick until King Charles III's, all of his descendants and, are dead. Yeah, and plus for all you gun years. nuts, for all you Florida gun nuts, and there's a lot of them, this doesn't, you, this does not mean you can go out there and kill the whole royal family because you no, still it doesn't have help. to wait 21 years. You still even, have to have 21 even years. If you, <laughs> even if you commit some heinous act, and I know you're that's, thinking about it. That's the crazy part. It still lasts. And, and by I then, spent, Ronnie Meatball will be gone. So I don't even try it. A full hour today looking to figure out how Disney and King Charles III might be connected in the past. Like, did he have a cameo in a Disney movie? Did he fist bump like, you know, Bob Iger once at a gala? Mm-hmm. I, they, did he donate to like uh, the Disney Foundation? I couldn't find any obvious one-to-one ties that it's this weird. would be a dig somehow. They yeah. just picked this as far weird. as I could tell. Yeah. And then they go on to say, even if all of King Charles's mm-hmm. descendants are dead, yeah, the declaration won't terminate unless Disney decides to effectively sell all the property it owns within the district and 10 miles of the district. I, yeah, I think this is lawyer speak for fuck off. <laughs> this is the ultimate fuck you yeah, get insertion away. in a contract. <laughs> and they refer to it as the King Charles Clause, effectively. Yeah, well, through. as they should. <laughs> and now... It's, it's regal. The board yeah. woke up like today, mm-hmm. a month and a half, almost two months after this was signed and realized that this was signed. Oh, now they're reading the documents that they were just read the document in a public forum. Okay. They just figured it out when they yeah. were trying to figure out what they were supposed to do. Right. They just realized they can't actually do anything. They sure. don't have any power. I mean, they'll fight this in court for years, I'm guessing, but it probably won't make a difference. It looks likely to go to the Supreme Court. So here's my drive time hot take. Finally. You ready? Is it drive time? Somewhere it must be. Somewhere someone's driving. Uh, probably like in, yeah, like in Spain. So I just need you to become like the ultimate talking head, like a sports talking head. Sure. I don't know what that means, but go ahead. First up on this hour at the top. Is this only possible because Susan Arnold and Christine McCarthy staged a coup to bring back Bob Iger, who's deeply connected to the Reedy Creek board? Is this a coup maneuver by Disney? Damien, over to you. <laughs> I, I I wanted, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean, is this a coup maneuver? I mean, Jane Adams, who's mm-hmm. on the Reedy Creek board, was a Disney public affairs executive during Iger's tenure. Years ago. Yeah. Donald Greer has served on this board for 75 since 1975. Sure. Eight we're, years we're, after. Okay. The board but was to be formed. fair, 
To be fair, what else is Donald Greer going to do? I, I asked him. Um, Max Brito was selected mm-hmm. to the board in 2016, Iger's CEO. Lawrence Hames, president since at least 2019 when Iger was CEO. They all probably knew Chapik, sure. who's head of parks. And Susan Arnold and Christine McCarthy basically get together and get rid of Chapik, put Iger back. Right. Do you think Iger's first call is to this Reedy Creek District board saying, what can we do to maintain autonomy that Chapik fucked up for us. Wait, so when was this contract written and enacted? You're, t- you're saying in early 2023, a few months ago? February uh, 8th okay. of 2023, they so ratified you think, it. You think Iger's behind this? Well, Chapik M- maybe the board asked, was Maybe the Reedy Creek board was pissed off and they did it on their own. They could have, but it seems a little unlikely that Disney's not involved. Yeah, but if considering if, they're mostly Disney picked. But if you're Donald Greer has been on that board since 1975 and, and you're about to lose your job, aren't you going to be pissed off? And what else is Donald Greer going to do if not sit on the Reedy Creek board, right? I, I think mean, it's I think it's Donald Greer who did this. Uh, well, I can imagine a scenario in which in November they fire Chapek and Iger comes in and asks Susan Arnold, "Has anybody talked to the Reedy Creek people about mm-hmm this pending legislation yeah and then they find out no one's talked to them yet like they're just in fact there are quotes from early mid last year of them saying we're just watching just like you yeah we're 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 watching as we go so then Iger says let's call them let's figure out what we can do let's strike a deal to give them autonomy and then DeSantis can't do anything about it and then some clever lawyer, Lawrence Hames, the president of the Reedy Creek uh, board, is a lawyer. Sure. Some clever lawyer writes this King Charles clause in there. Yeah. And then ro- they pass some it. Some fan of the royals, yeah. One day. They pass it one day right. before the new board is installed. Look, this is why you don't want to mess with a company that, that its job is creativity, right? Because this is a very <sighs> creative solution. The Imagineers a, a at Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they figured this, this out. This is one of their best movies. It's question number two. Yeah. Well, there was a first question. Yeah, go that ahead. That was kind of the question. Yeah. <laughs> the, was it a coup? Was number two. Go, is Iger a secret genius? I don't think he's. A, it's a secret. I, he just seems... I mean, he's just so beloved and he seems to get it done and he's cool. And he, I, But that's not being a genius. Being cool and beloved is like an idiot I mean, he, can do that. He makes movies about lions and fish. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care. You tell me. Is he a secret genius? Here's what I want to know. Yeah. Question three and my final question. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the, the last. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Which board committee is responsible for the interactions with Reedy Creek? I see. The board I see. has to talk to Reedy Creek at some point, right? Right. Well, that's is a good it, question. The audit committee? No. I would I guess it was audit. The proxy was released on February 10th. The contract was signed on February 8th. Reedy Creek is not in any filing. This contract is not in any filing. Not in the you, 10K. No. Not in the 10K. Hmm. It is not in 8K. It's not in the DEF 14. It's nowhere. Right. You'd think that this represents a clear and present risk to the company if this doesn't go through. Because DeSantis's people, DeSantis had empowered his people to actually act on if Disney wanted to like make a ride. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be a brown person who was like the ride was about D- this board could have said no. That's how De- DeSantis had empowered them. Right. They would have had to get approval from this board to do and build anything going forward. 
if it's the audit committee, Safra Katz is the audit chair. She's the she's the CEO of Oracle. Do we think that Safra Katz, this is Safra Katz is doing? Uh, look, I'll I'll just leave you with this that this no matter what no matter who is in control of this, which committee, which board members, this is what we do know that uh, Ron DeSantis was played by a board whose majority influence is controlled by women. Wow. Right? Which is very rare. No, because despite the fact that Bob Iger has 22% of influence in the Disney board, the women make up 56% of the influence. He got played by women, which is he got apropos because DEI. as we know, women are smarter by the data. So there you go. <laughs> Played by the DEI. That's all we got. That's our Disney <laughs> Schultzy. I don't even know what that was. It was something. It was something, at least. If you like that, come back tomorrow where we're going to wrap up the week. And we should have Ari the Data Queen and maybe Jesse. Maybe. Money was maybe yeah, not. Maybe. We don't know. Um, but some of us will be here. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.